is another edition of the Man Cave Football Podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Dan Casper. As always, hey, quick reminder, if you're not subscribing to the podcast, what the hell are you doing? Subscribe to it wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It includes iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, you name it. We're all over the place. Subscribe to it, like it, so other football fans can find the podcast as well as we are, well, officially in week one. At the time of this recording, uh, we're about a couple days away, 48 hours away from uh, the starts of the NFL season. Chiefs, Texans. So it's perfect timing now to do some predictions, right? Uh, some predictions that are probably guaranteed to be completely wrong when it's all uh, when it's all said and done. But uh, that's not stopping us from having a little fun and just kind of seeing how smart uh, we are. We're all at uh, at the end of the season, right? So. Uh, but uh, with with week one just right around the corner, literally right around the corner, uh, I want to do some predictions here. Looking at uh, you know playoff teams, my predictions for playoff teams, uh, and then my Super Bowl matchup. Uh, I'll, I'll pick a Super Bowl matchup there, and then handing out some awards: MVP, Coach of the Year, Offense Player of the Year, Defense Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and then Comeback Player of the Year. So. Uh, I know you guys probably don't want to hear me rambling on. You just want to get this thing going here. But, uh, again, really quickly, too, if you're listening to this before September 15th, vote for this podcast for the best sports podcast in the great state of Wisconsin, Wisconsin Podcast Association Awards. Uh, If you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, you'll find the link on there. Vote for us so we can win that dang award. If you're not following me on Twitter and Facebook, just look me up, Dan Casper, D-A-N-K-A-S-P-E-R. Do it. I need your vote. I need your vote. All right, let's get at it. All right, let's do this. Let's take a look at, uh, this probably be a little bit of a shorter podcast, but i got to get my predictions on on the record somehow so you guys can tell me how wrong I am uh, with everything. So let's start with the AFC. Start with the AFC with my playoff teams here. Uh, remember, too, this year with the playoffs, um, the playoffs are expanding from 12 teams to 14 teams, so you got seven teams. Uh, in each conference here. So two extra teams making a total this year. So with the AFC, uh, I'll put them in rankings. You know, we're we're one through seven here too, one seed, seven seed, all that good stuff. So in the AFC right now, it's it's hard to bet against, uh, you know, two of the top. I mean, if you're looking at all the predictions from everybody out there, you know, usually the two top teams in the AFC are, are the same. You know, it might have it flip-flopped here a little bit, but it's hard to argue between Kansas City and Baltimore right now. You know, between one and two, and for me, uh, I've got Kansas City at number one right now. Uh, I just, you know, the the tiebreaker for me in that was the division. Uh, I think Baltimore's division, AFC North, is a little bit more difficult than uh, the AFC West, in which Kansas City is in. And I, I like San Diego, what they're doing there. Just they just get bit in the butt with injuries all the time. It seems like so. Uh, I'm going with Kansas City as my number one seed in the AFC. Then I've got Baltimore as number two. And then I, I, you know, how many of us have been saying this for a while now? But I, you know, or at least the, the last couple of years. And then it's like, no, you never discount Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and the Patriots. But maybe this is the year that's going to do it because I've got the Buffalo Bills actually being the three seed here. I like their offense, or excuse me, I like their defense a lot. They've got some nice offensive pieces too. The big wild card with that team, it's all going to be about the quarterback and Josh Allen, right? It's all going to be about the quarterback. They've they've surrounded him with some weapons. Can he utilize those weapons? And then to go back to, to Baltimore here really quickly, I mean, 
you, you know, they've got a bunch of talent all across the board too. But I, I think the interesting thing for me, uh, for for Baltimore at least, or, or maybe the main thing that I'm going to pay, be paying attention to, is, you know, what we saw from Lamar Jackson last year. Is he going to be able to replicate that? Is he going to be able to add a new wrinkle to his game? Is he going to, you know, kind of, you know, are other teams going to be able to game plan for him a little bit better and have a better game plan against him? I think that's going to be the biggest thing uh, when it comes to the Ravens this year. Is how is is how is how are the Ravens going to, you know, maybe add in some new wrinkles to kind of keep everybody guessing or or add something new to Lamar Jackson's game? So I think that's the big thing uh, for him this year. But uh, I've got the Bills at number three winning the AFC East. First time in like uh, 100 years that it won't be the New England Patriots winning the AFC East. Uh, and then number four, um, if this the AFC South might be the most, uh, between, you know, AFC South, not necessarily the best division, but maybe the most competitive division in the AFC because I've got the Titans winning it. Again, I think that team is all dependent on the quarterback. How is Ryan Tannehill going to do the same thing he did towards the end of last year? You know, the the, the second half of last year that earned him that brand new big contract. Uh, is Derrick Henry going to be able to be the ground and pound type of running back that he was last year? You know, so I think there's still some questions there, um, but they got the talent there. Uh, so I and I just think with the AFC South overall, I think they they have the edge there with with Houston. You know, they got Deshaun Watson. Obviously, uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. J.J. Watts there. You know, can he stay healthy, fully healthy for a year? You know, not having DeAndre Hopkins there, I think, is going to hurt a lot for that offense. So I do think they take a step down. And then the Colts, I mean, they got better quarterback play this year with with Phillip Rivers over there. But um, I just, you know, and I like their defense, too, and I like their running game. Are they going to be able to put it all together? You know, that AFC South is an intriguing one because I think you can make the case – for, you know, Titans, uh, Texans, and, and then the Colts there, too. Jaguars, well, you're just sitting there and playing for next year. Uh, five, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's going to get into the playoffs uh, with Ben Roethlisberger coming back and healthy. Uh, they've got some nice pieces t- t- on defense. T.J. Watt over there, uh, Fitzpatrick over there, uh, and then with, with Ben coming back uh, for the offense to kind of make it a little bit more balanced. I like Pittsburgh making the playoffs. And then I am going to go with, I'm going to go with, oh man, I, I'm, I'm kind of flipping back and forth here as I'm, as I'm recording this podcast. Um, I'm going to go with the Texans. I'm just going to go with my gut right away. I almost wanted to switch it around here a little bit. I am going to go with the Texans here um, at, at that sixth spot. And then I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, I, I'm going to go Browns at seven. It's between the Browns or the Colts at seven. The one thing that makes me nervous is picking three teams from one division just because teams beat, you know, I mean, you're, you're playing one team twice, you know, each time, right? You know, you know, the Browns and Steelers are playing each other twice. The Browns and, and Ravens are playing each other twice. So you would think they, you know, maybe potentially they, they beat up on each other. One team would just really, you know, play poorly against the other two and their record would suffer because of that. That's my biggest concern about picking three teams from the same division to make the playoffs so to me, it's between the Browns and the Colts at, at this point. But I mean, at some point, with all that that name talent on that roster for the Browns, they've got to put it together, right? At some point, they they've got to do something and take that next step. And I think a lot of it is uh, again the quarterback position. It's going to be Baker Mayfield. Can he take a jump? Can he take a leap in year three? I think that's going to be the big thing there. 
Uh, switching over to the NFC now. Number one, I've got the Saints over there. Um, I, I've got them at number one. 49ers, uh, I know there's some questions surrounding, you know, uh, their you know injuries and Super Bowl hangover and, and all that, but still, I'm going to go with them at number two, and I think that NFC West is the best division in, in the NFC and maybe even the best division in football when you factor in, you know, you've got the 49ers who were in the Super Bowl last year. You've got the Rams that were in the Super Bowl the year prior. I, I get, you know, Todd Gurley's not there and wasn't the Todd Gurley, you know, just even from a couple years ago, but they still got Aaron Donald in that, so they still got talent. You got Seattle over there. And Arizona's going to be an intriguing team to watch this year uh, with Kyler Murray heading into his second year, now with Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald still there. That's going to be an interesting, fun team to watch. So I, I think the AFC, or the, the NFC West is making out to be the best division in football this year. I, I'm excited about that one. Um, but for now, 49ers at two, I've got the Cowboys. I know, you know, a lot of people are buying into the Cowboys this year and they're kind of like the Browns and you shouldn't be buying into them all the time. Cause they always kind of, you know, disappoint you or whatever have you. But with a little stability there with, with Mike McCarthy, at head coach, some experience, uh, with, with their head coach there. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys at number three, just because I look at that division too. I think there's questions surrounding Philly, Washington. You don't know what to expect. And then the Giants, you know, they're, I think they're still a, a couple years away, too. So I think the division for me sold it for the Cowboys being number three. Uh, four, I'm going Green Bay. Um, I think they just hold a slight advantage over Minnesota in terms of what worries me the most about Minnesota is their corners, the, the corner situation, and I get it. You know, a good pass rush can help conceal that. And right now when you look at the Packers' right-hand side, that right tackle, there's question marks over there, um, but with Aaron Rodgers, and I just think that he's going to be able to exploit uh, that secondary a little bit. He's going to be able to attack that secondary, uh, but I think it's going to be a nail biter down, you know, down to to like the last game, last couple games of the season to decide this division. Uh, Bucks, Tampa. I'm going at five. I know a lot of people want them at you know like the top, or they got them at the top. You know, Brady and all these other moves, Leonard Fournette and Evans and Gronk and all that. But they still play in a tough division too, right? I mean, you know, the thing that worries me about Tampa, I know a lot of people like their defense. I don't know if I'm sold really on their secondary, to be honest with you. I'm not sold on their secondary. Uh, so I think they've got a lot of young in it, young guys back there. Um, some guys that, you know, are not Pro Bowl level type of players quite yet, maybe possibly down the line, but... I don't know. I think with that defense, when you're going up against Drew Brees and you're going to be going up against Matt Ryan in Atlanta and Julio Jones in that, um, and then I just I, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to live up to those high, high, high expectations that everybody has as being a top-two team in the NFL or in the NFC. So uh, I got them at five, still making the playoffs, though. Uh, then six, I'm going with Seattle. Um, the thing there with Seattle, you know, with that NFC West, talking about teams beating up on each other, I think that's going to be a prime example of the NFC West. Uh, you know, so I wouldn't be shocked if like the division winner from the NFC West is like the three seed or, or something like that. Maybe a little bit lower. I know I got the 49ers at two, but I just think what, those teams could just beat up on each other, and their records may indicate that, but they, it won't indicate how good of a team one of the, these teams are because it, it's like iron sharpening iron uh, at that point. And then seven, I've got the Vikings. I, I do have the Vikings making it into the playoffs too. The only the couple things that concern me is their offensive line and uh and the corners there too. And will the rookie 
you know, and that's the other thing too with this Packers Vikings thing. Um, you know, with with no preseason games, the Vikings, you know, they didn't they don't have digs anymore. They've got Jefferson, the LSU kid. I think teams that have established quarterback receiver connections are going to have an advantage in the early parts of the season. And I think that's where it gives Green Bay a little bit more of an advantage. Aaron knows and trusts Devontae, Lazard, MVS, Kirk Cousins, you know, Adam Thielen, obviously the connection's there, but they're still they still got to work on everything else. Yes, he's got Kyle Rudolph in that as a nice safety valve over there too, but I just think that's another difference maker for me, at least in the early part of the season. But that can factor in towards the end of the season too. Uh, but my Super Bowl matchup, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Saints and the Ravens in the Super Bowl. I'm going to go with the Saints and the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and I'm going to go with uh, yeah, I'll go with the Saints as a winner. And I think Drew Brees leaves out leaves in in you know riding off in the sunset with the Super Bowl. So I got Saints Ravens with the Saints winning the Super Bowl this year. All right, let's hand out some awards. Let's hand out some of my predictions for the uh, for the individual awards for this upcoming season. Uh, MVP, yeah, I'm kind of copping out on this one. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes winning his second uh, career regular season MVP award. No big shock on that one. Uh, Coach of the year, I'm actually going to go with Sean McDermott from, uh, from Buffalo. You know, I got them going as a three-seed in the AFC, but uh, I think, you know, because of that, he, he's going to get some coach of the year looks because you look at KC, is it going to be Andy Reid? No, they're expected to be there. Saints are going to be expected to be there too. Baltimore, or excuse me, I know Bills are expected to be better this year, but I, I think he's going to get the recognition, that, and he's done a great job over there in Buffalo, so I think he's going to get the get the nod this year. Uh, my Offensive Player of the Year award, so, you know, lately the trend has been, well, whoever wins MVP, uh, second place uh, in MVP has been, uh, the Offensive Player of the Year, or sometimes Defensive Player of the Year if you're J.J. Watt. Uh, so this year, my prediction is going to be Alvin Kamara uh, running back from the Saints, uh, just with his threat of being a you know a pass-catching running back and, and just a dynamic runner. I think he's going to put up some uh, big numbers this year. You know, Michael Thomas last year for the Saints put up some huge numbers, but I think it's going to be Alvin Kamara's uh, time this year, so he's my Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, defensive player of the year, I, I, I debated between two young guys. I debated between T.J. Watt and, and Nick Bosa. I'm going to go with Nick Bosa, uh, though, out of the, with the 49ers. Uh, he was impressive last year in his rookie year, uh, and it looks like he's just only going to get better at this point. So I'm going to go with Nick Bosa as my defensive player of the year. Offensive rookie of the year, I'm going to go with uh, Henry Ruggs for, for the Raiders. Uh, I think John Gruden, you know, they, they've got a good running back with Jacobs over there heading into his second year. Uh, but uh, with everything being kind of set out there, that Ruggs is supposed to be what uh, Antonio Brown was supposed to do uh, for the Raiders last year. You got Derek Carr over there. I think they're going to be throwing the ball a little bit more. So I'm going to go with uh, Ruggs as my offensive uh, player of the year, or offensive rookie of the year, excuse me. Uh, defensive rookie of the year, you know, Chase Young's going to be the popular pick is, you know, defensive end out of Ohio State going over to Washington, second overall pick. I'm actually going to go with Isaiah Simmons uh, from for the Cardinals, though, the linebacker. Now, I know, you know, initially it was said that they were going to concentrate on, you know, one position for him. I hope they don't just limit him limit him just to, like, one role because he's a player that can do multiple things for your defense. So I want them to be able to be creative with him. I'm still holding out hope that they will be able to do that with him. Uh, but uh, he's a dynamic athlete. He was one of my favorite players coming out of the draft in this, this past draft a few months ago. So I'm going to go with Isaiah for the Cardinals for Defensive Rookie of the Year. 
in my comeback player, um, I kind of went with two players here because, well, one, I think it should just be Alex Smith. Just the fact that he's he's on the squad, he's on the 53-man, and if need be, he can actually go out there and play football after suffering that gruesome injury. That that That's remarkable. It, it, that's insane that he's going to be able to do that. So I would give it to him right now at, at this point, but I don't know how the voters are going to shake it out. I kind of feel like they're still going to give it to him, but if they don't, if they're going to give it to somebody who's actually on the field and playing, I I think it'll be Ben Roethlisberger then. Uh, I think they'll give it to Ben Roethlisberger, especially if uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers go to the playoffs, go back to the playoffs. So, well, those are my 2020 season predictions, my 2020 season predictions. So uh, if you're listening to this and you want to give me your predictions, do it. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter. Send them on over. Dan Casper, D-A-N-K-A-S-P-E-R. But uh, that's going to do it for this uh, episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast, the preview of the 2020 season with my predictions here. And, well, next week when we drop a new episode, we'll already have week one in the books. Recapping week one with a bunch of hot takes after uh, either some losses or some wins, right? That's what we do after every week. But, uh, again, I'm Dan Casper, and this is the Man Cave Football Podcast. Make sure you're liking uh, or, excuse me, subscribing to the podcast on all of your favorite podcasting forms podcasting forms spit it out dan um itunes spotify stitcher google you name it we're there we're there look it up subscribe and uh rate us and rate us so other uh football fans uh can find us too just make it a good rating please make it a good rating but uh that's gonna do it enjoy the games in the next couple days and this weekend we'll be back at it again for another episode of the man cave football podcast (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.